Hi, everybody! You're listening to the High Sessions Hawaii podcast, where we talk about everything local and beyond. I'm Johnny Masato, your host, and joining me today is Mr. Kaushima Bukuro. How's it? Devin Nakoba. How's it? Angela Morales. Hello. And, oh. and this is Rick Escontrias. Yes, and Mr. Rick. <laughs> Mr. Uh, Rick. I think that's that's what we're going to call yes, you for today. There you go. Today's, I can live with that. Okay. <laughs> Before we begin, let me remind all our listeners of the ways they can stay in touch with the show. There is Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all at High Sessions. You can go to SoundCloud. YouTube or Apple Podcasts and download the podcast. When you're there, please rate us five stars, leave a comment, or leave a like. It's very helpful. Of course, you can email us at highsessions at yahoo.com. And lastly, you can go to patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, and donate. And there you will get special prizes. We just sent out a bunch of CDs, like I said last week. And, um, you know, shirts, swag. Maybe we'll get some stickers from... Kyle's new uh, broken slipper. Yeah, new uh, adventure there, <laughs> otherwise known as BS. Yeah, that's right. BS, BS Productions. <laughs> okay, um, and lastly, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Kupu Kupu Landscaping, Landscape Architects. They do landscaping all over the island, located out of uh, Waipahu. They do homes, condos, hotels, commercial buildings. You can go to Kupu Kupu Landscaping.com and check out what they have there for all your landscaping needs. Uh, you can find Devin at Kumu 94.7, um, Kyle at Highlife at 808, highlife808.com. Sorry, Kyle. No. And um, you know where to find me on this channel. Okay. The first thing I want to talk about before we get in with Angela is uh, you. everyone will be hearing this next week, Wednesday. But just this past week, we've had some severe weather. We had some mm. flooding and whatnot over on the north shore of Oahu. And uh, pretty significant, you know, I didn't think it was going to be, it's crazy because I live on the other side of the island and it was just like, oh, it's, you know, it's raining, it's pretty bad, but uh, you don't realize how bad it was out there until you see the aftermath of the flooding. Some of the rivers overflowed and went into even uh, uh, some of our friends' homes and stuff like that. I I tried looking online, I could find um, the Lahui Foundation, if you Google Lahui Foundation, they're taking donations. I'm not too familiar with them, so I'm just mentioning because I, someone else was kind of promoting them as a place where you could donate. So go there, do your, uh, do your research, and if you feel so obliged, please, you can donate there. Or you can go, um, Ron Artis uh, posted about the Wailua Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. They're also taking food donations and, and uh, water and all those kind of things. Red so Cross is doing stuff too. Red Cross? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, so if you go to the Red Cross site. So... I uh, just want to get the word out about that because, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a nothing burger. Like, it yeah. was pretty significant. Mm-hmm. I know you were you. concerned about Calais place. How, how was it? Did Dude, they, they, got, they got hit pretty bad. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when I talked to Derek, um, when it was raining, he was like, oh, you know, we're, we're off the ground, so I think we're going to be okay. But he posted pictures. Out. Shout out to Derek, um, who's been posting on Facebook and kind of keeping everybody in the know. But... Dude, his refrigerator freaking floated down and like oh, it's like way on the other side of the property, you know, kind of thing. So obviously, if the refrigerator's over there, then other oh, yeah. stuff must have got all everything's all wet, you know. Yeah. Like they had to take mm-hmm. everything out of the house and they're trying to dry it off because because you get mold and all that yep. concerns mm-hmm. and all that yep. stuff. So I texted them uh, yesterday, like, hey, I'm free all weekend, you know, if you you need someone to come shovel or you know move mud or whatever, but. He hasn't gotten back to me. I'm sure he's kind of overwhelmed with stuff yeah. right now. So well, we dealt with that on this street right here, a couple oh, that's of right. years ago. And you know, we dug, we helped dig neighbors out of mud too. And it's not everybody thinks when your house is flooded, it's okay. Yeah. But when you when you see inside the person's home and you see the water line and you realize everything is damaged, yeah. you know, so yeah. it, it it's a task, man, to to clean out a flooded house. And I think it's scary because you don't, you know, what it, what was the reason of the flooding? Are you below sea level, number yeah. one? Mm-hmm. Is there, you know, um, drainage that is stuck and clogged or anything? And then where are those responsibilities? Where do they lie? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's a hard part, too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, and what was crazy was when Derek was uh, filming and he posted on Facebook when it was actually happening, and you think of a flood like, you know, everybody thinks of a flood as this like wall of water just like rushing at you, you know, kind of thing, like uh, tsunami type yeah. flood. Mm-hmm. But it was just a little trickle, you know, it, it just cover, it started to cover the yard. Yeah. And then it just, you know, it hit a wall and then it starts going up. And then 
and then he had these little palm trees, you know, in his yard. And then <coughs> at first they're all, you know, it's just a, like an inch of water at the bottom. But then by the end of his video, it had like two feet of water. Yeah. Like, so it, it just slowly creeps on you. It doesn't, mm-hmm. it, it's not like this uh, big rush that you think it is when mm-hmm. it's that type of, when the river overflows, you know, but it gets pretty, pretty serious, pretty fast. So anyway, our, our thoughts go out to everybody out there and, and uh, we'll be sending some donations through high sessions. So those of you who donate, um, that's where some of your money is going. So uh, we'll be doing that uh, after the show today. But everyone will see this next Wednesday, but I'm sure by next Wednesday, there's still going to be a problem. I don't think this is going away in, in a day or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So sorry to be a, da- a little bit of downer. <laughs> but now, Angela, hey, how's, how's it going? Nice to it's see you. It's going great. How are you guys? My goodness. I think this is the first time I've seen a fellow musician. Oh, <laughs> since, since the pandemic? Since yeah. the pandemic, yeah. Wow. We saw people, but it was all um, through Zoom. Well, yeah, but so I mean, you know, in person, it's yeah. great. Yeah, it's wonderful to see people. I know to <laughs> be know? able to, and you know, we are trying to do our social distance uh, yeah. thing where we're staying kind of far away. But right. I know that you've been um, kind of starting to get back to work and and whatnot. We were talking about uh, um, Alani and your role there. Yes. So, so can we start off with that? Because sure. I think it's super interesting that you've been involved. With it's been Wait, a while, you, right? You yeah. did the thing we explained, like. Oh no, I didn't. Know yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. So, so our guest here is Angela <laughs> Morales. Just, just yeah. because, like, everybody kind of knows who she is, but we're gonna get into that just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Before we get into the other. Okay. Stuff. Well, Devin, why don't you introduce? Oh, you're doing fine, Wait. man. Okay. Just, Angela I, Morales. I just to stop you and make sure you explain that part, so everybody just doesn't think she's anti from Alani. <laughs> yeah. So she is a wonderful singer, and she is one third of the band Naleo, and uh, and also. Uh, works at Alani in in a pretty interesting capacity because I was right. there with my daughter once and I was like, hey, Angela. And so I, th- that's why I got to that thing. You so went fast. directly to I that. went to that thing because that's the last time I saw you. And my daughter is 12 now and she must have been two yeah. the last time I saw you. So it's been a little while. It's been a while. I've so there's a lot of catching up to do. Yeah. So, so definitely the Walt Disney Company created a resort here in Hawaii called Aulani, a Disney resort and spa. Yeah. It opened up. 10 years ago wow. and I was yeah. I'm part of the original cast so this year I make 10 years there um, August will be our 10th anniversary and I went to auditions um, I did not plan anything for my audition I went as you see me that's how I went <laughs> I had no idea what to expect but I knew I was uh, being looked at as a singer so I went to the auditions and I ended up getting a role as Auntie. So I am a resort performer. Of course, in Disney, you have the character friends and then you have what they consider face characters like right. Cinderella and such. Uh-huh. And here in Hawaii, I'm considered a resort performer. So Auntie and Uncle, we are the ambassadors of Aulani. Our, go- our job is to make sure that everyone is enjoying themselves and we give a little bit of culture in between the Disney magic. Ooh. Yeah, that, that was one of the big things when they built that Aulani was they really tried to get some, um, you know, idea of culture and, mm-hmm. and instill that into the resort, right? Which right. is kind of unusual, I guess. Right. But uh, did they do a good job with that? I guess, why? Well, <laughs> you're going to say yes, I know. But, uh, yeah, uh, Maybe you should ask Devin. He's yeah, experienced okay. it many a times. Well, I think um, one of the cool things about Disney is that they go to great pains to try to make sure that they're being as culturally correct as possible. And I know that when the project was going up, gosh, I think I was in the legislature. I mean, that's how long ago they were planning this thing. They're planning it for a long that's time. Right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I was, I was at uh, FM 100, I think, at the time. But they were starting to work on it. And as they started to work on it, they were like, okay, well, we need to be culturally sensitive about this. And so, you know, they, they got like Kelly E. Rochelle involved they got yeah. um Poké, i believe mm-hmm. was involved with it and and so every element of it was set up to make sure that they were being very pono about how they were approaching it because they knew if they didn't get it right <laughs> there was gonna be an issue um and and i think kudos to them for for taking the time to do that because also when they worked on you know who the characters were who were going to be there i would have never imagined in a million years that my friends because uh, Sonia is also one of the aunties as well that my friends would be the representatives of Hawaii to the people when they come to Aulani you know when they drop their kids off 
at the uh, at Auntie's Auntie's beach, play, house. beach house. Yeah. You know, and and I like you had no idea huh. until I showed up and Angela's sitting in a chair and I went, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and, then she, and then and you know and it's a it's a weird feeling because she's not you know they're not wearing a mask or anything and she looks exactly like she yeah. looks now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But she's going hi everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't um. Tanner and Charlie doing the same thing too? Uh, yes. Charlie, yeah. Tanner. And Tanner, Tanner. Yeah. yeah. Tanner. Char- Charlie is in a different entertainment department, yeah. but Tanner was one of our uncles, yep. uh-huh. um, Uncle Waiola. Yeah. And so, you know, I have many aunties and uncles that I support now. Um, it's it's very rare that you see me in the dress, is what I say. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, it's been a wonderful ride. And then, of course, COVID hit. But prior to COVID, not only was I a resort performer, but I evolved in the company and I became a lead. So I was responsible for the character and resort performer department. Oh, um, nice. in, in my, if I was, let's say the morning lead, I, I took care of the morning crew. If I was the PM lead, I took care of the PM crew. If I was the Luau lead, I took care of those, those um, cast members and such. And then I also became the coordinator for all the live entertainment. So all of the one, I mean, I was amazed and I'm very proud of the fact that many of our great performers in Hawaii perform at Aulani, yeah. Yeah. you know, and then yeah. COVID hit yeah. and yeah. it was kind of nice. I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie. It was kind of nice to take a break. It was scary. It was yeah, a scary yeah. time. Yeah. You know, he and I literally just moved in together yeah. and a <laughs> month later COVID hit. Oh. And so, oh, uh, that is a test of uh, a relationship. <laughs> <laughs> test right. of endurance and strength. Right. Right. So I told her, have we met later? Uh, things would be totally different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh. So, COVID <laughs> hit, and not only did I lose, like everyone, lost my income from my job. I also lost my income from my music. Mm-hmm. You know, and we just kind of stalled, and that's where we were. Mm. So I've just recently gone back. They called me back in November and went through the holidays. Now, the thing I do now is, yes, I am still Auntie Angela, but I am, the I am, what did I call us? Um, just ambiance. I am an accessory <laughs> to the beauty of Halavai Lawn. That's what I am. It's me, my ukulele, and my hula dancer. And we oh. do a 30-minute show, and then we're off, and then we come back and do another 30, and then we're off. Oh, wow. And I do that maybe four times in my day, and I go home, and I love it. It's great. Now, now oh, wow. I went to Aulani in uh, November, mm-hmm. and I it was uh, more local people there than, than I'd say typically from the last time I've been there. So do, um, yeah, do people come down to the lawn and, and appreciate all that stuff still? That, um, when they, you know, because because the occupancy was lower than expected, mm, right. um, and of course, it's unfortunate that the state of Hawaii is driven on tourism, mm. but we're slowly getting there. And I think in in a, in November, maybe we were we were lucky if we were at twenty percent occupancy. Right. But those who would come, so so the lawn basically they could come and see our Disney friends who are on vacation, who, ah. who finished their quarantine and they were able mm. to stay. Yeah. And then I would kind of be there just as part of, of like I said, I'm just an accessory to the lawn. But a lot of local people would come and they'd sit with their kids and they'd listen and such. And I had a hula dancer. So I've been kind of busy there off and on. You know, like he'll go, oh my gosh, how many days you work this week? I'm like, I'm training. So I work 40 hours. Mm, And then the next week I only might work 12, Mm -hmm. you know, because then I have my shifts, Mm. right? And it's all... It's all tied to occupancy. What is so, the percentage of um, locals and tourists there? Because I know Devon has like a timeshare there for lo- right. there's locals that have timeshares, but what is the percentage of tourists? And that that's a question I, I wish I knew. I, I do know that it it tends to be more locals on a Friday through Sunday. Mm. You know, checking out maybe Sunday or Monday, mm-hmm. and and then it's more just the the tourists, the visitors. But definitely been kind of growing i think once once our state kind of lightens up the requirements when they get here it'll be a little easier yeah yeah Yeah. so we're we're all kind of hoping they don't ease it up too much (laughs) because aulani is the place everybody wants to go (laughs) because i mean not just uh uh, like we're dvc members disney vacation club members so 
Um, it, but it's not just us. Our friend Andrew Lai also mm-hmm. has DVC, and um, and DVC is a nationwide thing. So you can be from Florida, it'd be DVC, and you buy points that you get to use at vacation club. Any any Disney, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, if you buy the right ones, if you buy the <laughs> secondary ones, then maybe you cannot. But that's a that's a whole other podcast, um, <laughs> which uh, I won't participate. Yeah, which in. we which we we don't recommend pr- people participating in. But um. Uh, it, yeah, it becomes like the vacation of choice for most people because Waikiki's been kind of slow, mm. and mm-hmm. there's just not as much stuff to do when you go to Aulani and you bring your and you know John, you oh go there with your kids, right? You can, as as a parent, you feel safe because your kids are being watched almost all the time, right? Mm-hmm. There's stuff for them to do, and then as a parent, you can go, oh what, you want to go Auntie's house? Bye. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. And it was the fir- I think that that experience was the first time I'd ever experienced anything like that mm-hmm. where you know you take your kid down you drop them off and then you go bye <laughs> and uh, you know auntie folks go do you want us to feed them and we go shoot <laughs> how long can you keep them and they'll they'll take them all day into the right. nighttime if, if needs be and, and that that part is awesome you know before covid it was definitely a wonderful thing because there was an experience where i had a child who was getting picked up by their parents for lunch and the child threw a fit she did not want to leave <laughs> yeah. and literally she's holding on to the, to the door you know we have this small half door to go in and she's like i don't want to leave and the mom's like you have to eat i don't want to leave so i just happened to be in the house that day and i grabbed her and i said sister look i said you see that bench right out the door she goes uh-huh i said you go sit out there with mom and you eat your lunch. I will sit right here, which I have no worries about doing. I love sitting in the lobby. I said, I will sit right here, and when you're done eating, you come in, and I'll take you back in the back. She goes, and she's like, okay, okay. And the mom's looking at me like, thank you. And I'm like, and I sat there, and I waited for her, and she literally just shoved her lunch in her mouth so she could come back in the house. Yeah. So wow. we have a lot of kids who just love it. They they tell their parents bye. Yeah. Did you have you're the opposite where the parents just dropped them off and came back Sunday? <laughs> <laughs> they do have to come back that night. Yeah, they come back that night. Yes, yes. Yeah. Okay. yes there is a time limit, or else you just gotta <laughs> pay me. You know, you know, Devin would do that, right? Just oh, drop, I tried. Drop I tried off on a Monday and come back son, Monday. We tried, but my son got all freaked out and wanted to leave, so we had to come back and get him. We we're in the middle of the romantic dinner, and then we get a call. Uh, Mr. Nicoba, <laughs> your son seems to be not enjoying himself. He might want to go get him. But it was funny because by the time we came back, you guys had worked on him. And he was like, oh, no, I'm good. We're like, okay. <laughs> and, and then we went back out. But the other, the other thing that was awesome was, I, you know, my wife, the first thing she said was, how much does it cost? And they're like, no, no, it doesn't cost anything. You paying to be here is wow. part of the deal. Yeah, which, so which is a different thing because yeah. in other Walt Disney resorts, mm. they have a kids club that's somewhere around $15 an hour. Oh. So I thought that was interesting because when I went to one resort and I saw that, I was like, yeah, but we don't do that. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's because the idea of Aulani was to kind of emulate the cruise line. Yeah. Where everything is all inclusive. Mm. So, you know. Except for the food. So, Except for the food. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of and the alcohol. Yeah, and yeah. alcohol yeah. <laughs> what kind of activities do these kids go through when they're, when they're there? Well, when they're in Auntie's Beach House, we have different rooms. And, of course, the boys gravitate to the computer room. We have an outdoor play yard. Uh, we have an activities game room and stuff. But we also have different programs. So if you sign up for Stitches Space School, for example, they learn how to make that gooey substance that comes out of Stitches nose. Huh. And, <laughs> and it's a fun scientific thing. Yeah. Uh, we also have, Auntie would have a couple of programs. We'd have all these different things that the kids could participate in if they wanted to. And a lot of times, it's just a nice place. It's a safe place for them. They get snacks every two hours. Mm-hmm. And if you sign up to have them eat lunch and dinner, you can do that. Um, but it was just a nice place for them to make friends. Yeah. you know. And so it's ages 3 to 12, and you have to be potty trained, so Devin could not come in. <laughs> but, I was very bummed about that, by the way. Um, and then the, tw- the tweens, they have their own thing, and that's an awkward 
age, yeah, you know, sure, the yeah. 12, sure. 13s, kind of awkward age. And then, of course, the teens have their own thing, but those two are normally at Pauhana Room. I guess when, when I think about it, see, I always go to Alani, I'm usually staying a, a day or two days or whatever, but there's probably people that stay like the whole week, right? Definitely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So if you're thinking of that, yeah, it's a, quite a load off your uh, mind to be able to stow your kids for a, a day. Stow your, your kids. kids. Nice. You know? uh, yeah. Nice. Check them in like baggage. Yeah. Because right? yeah. <laughs> after well, about three you know, days, right? And then the other thing too is you've got this, you've got the pool with two water slides. You've got, you know, uh, Lazy you've got river. the beach area that they can go yep. to and the beach is completely enclosed so it's not mm-hmm. like they're going to be swimming out into the regular ocean. You know, so the so pool and the beach area, that's when they get pulled out of the the the, the house the house, the house. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah the parents take them yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. oh excuse me no I do not do anything outside I thought he was on lifeguard too in did, did we mention <laughs> that auntie's playhouse is air conditioned so, uh-huh. yeah. so it's very nice in yeah. there you know uh-huh. now now right now during COVID of course you know with certain issues going on I think with every hotel but for us um, auntie's beach house is closed at the mm. moment and and there's certain you know like sometimes you go to well you go to Disneyland or such and certain rides are closed, kind of that way. I mean mm. you must have seen it because you yeah. came in November. Yeah. Uh, but still, people are enjoying well, themselves. My kids are weird, <laughs> so I have my daughter who just wants to swim, although it's like cold for Hawaii standards. Yeah. You know, because she just wants to swim. And then I have my son who doesn't want to leave the hotel the room because he's playing Fortnite. <laughs> So it's like, I don't want to go down swim. I'm like, right, what are we here for then? Like, you know, it's funny. The last time I took my family, and of course, my kids are all adults now. But my youngest boy and my grandson, of course, went to the pool. And they were there the whole day. And I went down there with them. My daughters, who are, you know, at the time they were in their late 20s, just wanted to enjoy the beds. Wanted to <laughs> lay in the room and just relax because mm-hmm. the beds yeah. are so comfortable. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. Yeah, just later watch TV in the yeah. AC and, and, just, and yeah. you know you you realize that certain people say vacation a different yeah. a different way. <laughs> I would be at the Olelo room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, when you get you know when you're uh, finding a mate, right? You got to test that out because <laughs> I've been traveling with other couples, and sometimes their their idea of of vac- oh, vacation man. is different, right? Yeah. Right. yeah. Like um, I I love my wife, and we have a great thing because it's good you say that first. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He led with that one. No, yeah. no, no. But because she she likes to go do stuff, and I'm more of a homebody, but she doesn't care if I go or not. So she's like, I'm gonna go down to the the mall or whatever. I'm like, all right, I don't want to do that. She's like, fine, <laughs> you stay here then. She just goes on her own. She don't get mad about it, you know. There's some it, people. It sounded like she got mad though, the way no, you said it. Just no, no, no. <laughs> but there's some people that you have to be together the whole time, right? Yeah. yeah. And if you're both simpatico on that, fine, that works, right? But if yeah. one person's like, "Oh, I gotta be with you the whole time," and the other person's, "Oh, I don't want to do what you want to do," oh man, it can be a. Rough. Hopefully, you figure that out before you marry them. Well, that's what I'm saying. You yeah, gotta yeah, test that yeah. water yeah. before. It, I think it's funny because we didn't have that time, huh? Yeah. To test the oh, waters. <laughs> we we just jumped in so was yeah. there a rough patch in the water was it just cool from the get-go when you guys got locked up in covid together how did uh, that happen how, how was it well well you tell the story that we're, we right. are two different right yeah. so so we met on match.com mm-hmm. and we were talking uh for about a week and a half yeah. and then we finally met each other at salt at uh starbucks oh, yeah. at yeah. Kakaako yeah. salt yeah. And it was really cute because he met me outside and he hugged me and we went in, got some coffee, went on the inside and sat down, talked story. And here comes Robert Casimero. Oh, no. <laughs> and, and I had just done, I just finished the Mamo uh, fashion show the week before. And he was one of the MCs. Mm. So I said, hi, and we're talking about the fashion show and I introduced him to Rick. And he's like, nice to meet you. And then he walks to go to Starbucks mm. and he rocks, walks behind Rick and he gives me the eye (laughs) (laughs) so I'm like okay okay and I think we stayed there we went to the movies and then we came back to salt which movie Ford versus Ferrari oh that's a good movie that was a great movie okay great yeah and we came came back to salt yeah well I think that was the only thing that was playing at the time right. we got there. Okay, and okay. oddly enough, that's the last movie we ever went to. The, yeah, we, yeah, we yeah. haven't <laughs> gone to the movie since then. Um, and then we went back to Salt Talk Story, and then about 10 o'clock, you know, we left and 
connected the next week. And ironically, I took him to Aulani the mm. following oh, weekend wow. oh. and took him to dinner at Ama Ama. And we, we listened to the Souza brothers yeah. there. And then we went to the Olelo Room and um, Hoku Zuramaister was playing, playing there. Right, yeah. And we've kind of been together ever since. Yeah. But we moved in together in February. Now, here's the fun thing. <laughs> On my profile, I said, you know, I have children who still live at home. This is Hawaii. It's hard to, to go on your sure. own. Mm-hmm. And I said, so I told my kids, you would think the kid's going to fly the coop, but I'm going to fly the coop. And he thought that was funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how we got to I thought that was funny, too, because yeah. <laughs> I had no idea. And so I'm, I'm talking to Angela. I'm like, oh, you know, uh, I had asked her to uh, help out with something for um, uh, Make-A-Wish. And I said, oh, you know, do you have some CDs? She's like, yeah, no problem. Uh, you can come, if, oh, that's you right. can come yeah. pick them up, right? And I'm like, okay, yeah, no problem. And I'm like, okay, so I forget where your house is in Hawaii. And she goes, I'm not, I'm not over there. I'm like, what? <laughs> where are you? She's like, uh, living in town now. I'm like, what? <laughs> and she goes, hey, by the way, have you met Rick? And I'm like, oh. So they're like four or five different things that were all happening all at once and kind of blew my mind. In one conversation. And, yeah. And, you know, I think for he and I, you know, my late husband passed away in 2004. He had a lot of heart issues and such. Wow. I have four wonderful children from him and I have some grandkids, but my husband's name was Ricardo. Hmm. I, I remember this all going down. It doesn't seem right. like it was 17 years ago yeah. already. Yeah. What is your full name, babe? Ricardo. His name is wow. Ricardo. <laughs> yeah, that's right. When she told me that, I went, wait. What? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you know, and, and he's from originally from Texas, but he's been here for thirty years yeah. and he's a corrections officer at Wyava Correctional. But the what I say is, you know, when going back to your original question about how has it been since we've been together um, during COVID, you know, when you're twenty years old, you're like this, right? <laughs> and you learn to become one, right? Because uh-huh. yeah. you're just you're just flexible with each yeah, other. Yeah. But when you're in your 50s and 60s, you've already created yourself. You you, you are the way you are. Yeah. And then you're trying to create this life together. Uh-huh. It has, it's had its ups and downs. Yes. But the great thing about... We learn from it. From yeah, it. And, yeah, and we talk a lot. Yeah. Mm. You know, he's not afraid to share something with me that may even make me upset. Mm. You know, but if I ask the question, he's going to be honest with right. me. Because, you know, he... He has um, an ex-wife and, and such. So it's, it's been really interesting. But I, I say that my late husband was the love of my life because he gave me my kids. Mm-hmm. But this is my soulmate. Mm-hmm. And if you're, if you're fortunate enough to have two in your life, that's great. And I like to say that my husband is up there in heaven and he because I was dating other people and he's looking down at my chessboard and going, nope, <laughs> nope, <laughs> nope. Checkmate. I like this one. <laughs> So match. it's been okay. You know, Match.com used to be a kind of like a eyebrow razor, like, ooh, Match.com. Mm. But nowadays, I mean, it's so common. Plenty of people the, are meeting people. Well, since we've said it several times, friends of yours, that's how I met my husband. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. we've talked yeah. about it. So I do a Facebook Live mm-hmm. thing, and it started last November as a challenge. Somebody challenged me to sing a song a night for the month of November. And after I got through that, everybody was like, Hanaho, do it again. And I, so I did it in December, and he, and he started to get involved in it, though you don't see him. <laughs> so it's really funny because you hear this voice, but you don't see him. And then he'll say something, and you'll see my face. And people start to interact <laughs> with him. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's great. And so we just decided this is something that's not only I feel... I'm, I'm hoping that I'm inspiring other people yeah. based on sharing my story, my journey, our journey together, um, other things that may come up. But we definitely laugh and, uh-huh. and we share at least. So my goal was one song a night. Then he pushed me to two. So I do two songs a night. Oh. And then I had this little quick contest. So we can't call it a challenge. We have to call it yeah. something. So one of my friends says, how about it's that time again? So I said, great. So then I, I created a little song that I sing for it too. So wait, so 
you come on live, you sing one song. So is it, is it just that, or after you sing your song, you kind of talk to people? Mm-hmm. And- so initially in November, it was, hey everybody, this is my challenge. Here's my song. Okay. And then now it's, um, I'll do my little, my little song, my show song. And then we'll talk a little bit, mm. and then I'll do one song, and then we talk story about a topic, and then I do a second one. Ah, and it's then become I'm a talk show now. Yeah. So how do, you, yeah. how do you find it? Crazy is it on YouTube, <laughs> or how do we search for it if you wanted to watch? Well, I see, I'm not very, I'm not very <laughs> high tech. I just message on my Facebook page and say, hey, I'm going live, and everybody kind of knows it's normally 7.15 in the evening. Oh, okay. And then I just go. Okay, so, so that's so why I love doing Facebook. this with all of you because I'm gonna get the know-how of how to do oh, stuff. I don't know. We don't know how much you should expand. Right. Everybody's yeah. telling me you should do this, you should do that. I go, great. What do I need? And then I get <laughs> silence, crickets. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I'm like, I'll just stick with this for now. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I mean, I think uh, what we learned doing the YouTube channel and doing the the videos and all that stuff is people just want real. Yeah. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. so, they don't really. I mean. We we highly we high produce our stuff because we you know other people use it like it's been on Hawaiian Airlines and stuff. But but for the average viewer, they just want to they want to know you. They want to know hear the song. You know they right. they don't need the best of of everything. You right. know? So I think what you're doing is is probably fine. And that's why you're not getting one of our best shows was when we talked about an argument we got into. Yeah. It was hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> And have you talked on about your your health? You're talking about your health journey. You yeah, kind of mentioned that in your right thing as well. Yeah, so you know, I've I've gotten rid of uh, about 83 pounds now. Wow. So I topped 300 pounds at some point, and I'm very open and I'm very raw about. People can ask me why and all of this stuff. I realized that once I started having my family that I, I'm the type of person and I think most women are like this and men too to some extent is I put everybody else first mm. so my kids came first my husband came first my job my music Nalani Lehua everything else came first before me and I just kind of kept growing in the 200 club mm. and um, back in 2018 July of 2018 I watched one of my best friends do a program and two months in it wasn't about the weight she lost. It was just how clean she looked. You know, the, mm-hmm. the swelling went away, her, the clarity in her face, the joy. And I said, I need that. So I started this wonderful program and I've done every diet you can think of and I would lose weight and I would gain it back and then some. There, therein lies the yo-yo effect, right? Sure, right. Uh, but this particular program, I'm still on my journey because I'm, I'm not at my goal weight yet. But I've... Dropped about 83 pounds. I feel better. I've, I'm off of medications because I was high blood pressure, oh, high wow, cholesterol. Yeah. Wow. And I was off early, like four months in, I got off of my meds. Uh, I have chronic arthritis in my knees. And when you lose, every pound you lose, you take four pounds of pressure off your knees. So doing that and then just feeling better and falling in love with myself again. And I didn't, I didn't hate myself, but because I didn't put myself first, it wasn't anything and and I realized that in my life I you know as an entertainer I put on something nice I put makeup make my hair put flowers I feel pretty but never did I ever feel beautiful in my life until I did that mama wearable art fashion show I was one of um, Kimi Zamora's models right and ironically he and I were messaging each other as we're in the ball I'm in the ballroom waiting to get hair and makeup done and I took a selfie and he said, he said, you're beautiful. And I went, oh, thanks. I feel beautiful, you know, <laughs> not realizing, you know, I was going to get, have the rest of my life with this man. <laughs> that is interesting. I, I was telling everybody, I, someone, someone weed-whacking, weed-whacking yeah, next right. door. Oh, this is all raw tree. and all okay. live. Yeah. That last last time we, when Bobby was here, somebody was like sawing something on this. Thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that's 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 Hawaii, man. Yeah. 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 Somebody's okay. got to be okay. doing something. Yeah. Yep. But I was telling everybody, I'm one of the few people that like lost weight during coronavirus. Like everybody's gaining yeah. weight, right? Because they're at home eating. But 
It's just I'm super lazy. Why you gotta Why you gotta brag for, man? Yeah, <laughs> no, I need, I need to know gotta, about this program. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I would love to share it with you guys. You oh, know, oh I, yeah, okay. I I eat six times a day, and and what it is is we fuel our body. That's that's the whole focus. It's not only what are you eating, but the quantity and and what is it doing to you. That's the whole premise of it. Yeah, I because eat Devin s- eats eight times a day, and he's not <laughs> eating. <really a> <laughs> So I, I, I would love. A mile away, but yeah, okay. <laughs> so actually, I became a certified health coach. So I have clients that I support on their journey, and it's very rewarding. So I do what's called a Hope and Health event every Tuesday, Saturday at 6 p.m. Hawaii time on okay. Zoom, uh-huh. and it's just a place for people to come and hear about the program. Because the one thing I realized was, you know, you go on a diet and you go from the weight you are to the weight you want to be, and then you stop. Right? It's like a race. You pass the finish line and you're done. Right. Right? Um, and that's where people start to gain weight because they didn't learn anything. All they did was follow something, they lost the weight, and they were done. But there was no education and no understanding. So when the body transforms, the mind has to understand at the same time. And that's what this particular program has. We have coaching, we have community. We have an educational system by the doctor that created the program, and then we have the program itself. So I have one of my classmates. Um, he is a double lung, uh, double lung and one kidney ch- transplant patient, yeah. and because of the medication and the steroids, he gained a lot of weight. Mm. So once you get to a certain place in your journey as a transplant patient then you can kind of wean off of the steroids but he had uh, gained like 60 some odd pounds so he got on program and we fine tuned the program for him to cater to him and he's dropped 50 pounds and he feels great you know and we have other people is there a way for our listeners or even me and Devin, if you wanted to you know, you join this. Because <laughs> I, know, I know our goal right now is to lose COVID weight. Right. A lot of people out there are losing COVID weight. Right. But John. Right. John doesn't need to lose any more weight. John doesn't, because John doesn't eat. Yeah, John doesn't <laughs> eat. Don't eat. Well, John has a tapeworm in his body. Yeah. That's why. <laughs> so he doesn't worry. It, it, it's funny, because lovingly, one of my friends says, I have the Momona virus. I need your help, sis. <laughs> yeah. So she's already down about 35, 40 pounds, oh, too. Wow. Great. Is it a fast weight loss? Is it gradual? How did, how, it depends. Did every person is different, so every journey is going to be different. You know, you have people who may lose three, four pounds in a week, which, mm-hmm. which is the kind of the average. Then That's you have lot. people who will drop more than that. My first, and again, every person is different, but my first week I lost 14, my second another eight, my third another six, my fourth another five. Wow. And, and are you coupling that with some exercise? No. No, just, just the food, huh? <laughs> no, no, no. So, so the program is called Optavia. And it is a program that was created by Dr. Wayne Scott Anderson, who is a critical care physician, and he's one of the top physicians in the country. He went away from his practice because he wanted to find something that could not only help his patients, but also can help other people. And the, the focus is, what are the habits that you have in your life? Yeah. Now, I'm going to share with you what we call the Optavia Trilogy. And it's healthy body, healthy mind, and healthy finances. Why is the finances in there? Let me do the reverse. COVID hits. Everybody has to stay home. Nobody has a job. We don't know where in our next paycheck. We don't know how we're going to pay the bills. Financial peril, right? So we have bad finances. Then because of this, we all worried. High anxiety, high stress, high worry. You know, then our mind is not there. The mindset is bad. What do most of us do when we are in there? We stress eat or Mm -hmm. we emotionally eat. So there is the circle. Now we go the other way. I came to this program to lose weight. That was the only thing I came for. Once I started to get the healthy body, I started to get clarity, more focus. Matter of fact, my kids say I'm a whole lot nicer (laughs) to be around. (laughs) I smile a lot more. I don't get get irritated if something breaks or whatever, Uh. you know. So more of a healthier mindset, more clarity and focus, and I'm educating myself at the same time. And because of that, I want to pay it forward and I want to support other people. And then, you know, just understanding what does the abundance, if you think about healthy finances and you think about the word abundance, that doesn't mean the mighty dollar. 
-hmm. it could be mm -hmm. it could be freedom time freedom all of these things sure so it's really a personal development company and program that happens to have a side effect of weight loss that's how i say it huh. but i do a hope and health event every tuesday and saturday 6 p.m um and i always advertise uh everything on my facebook page which is angela morales okay. all right well we'll put the link in that sounds very interesting yeah it's 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 amazing i've Devin can attest he has never seen me this thin uh -oh. and i don't consider thin in my vocabulary <laughs> no i've had people yeah. say wow you lost too much weight you're so skinny i'm like Angela and skinny. <laughs> John is skinny. Yeah. You know? But but I'm I'm thankful. I definitely feel I'm very proud of myself, but I don't think I could have done it without the program I'm on. Mm -hmm. Now is Rick on the same program too? How does that work when one person is on it and one person isn't? And Since I've together? met her I worked in the prison and I ate one meal a day at the prison. Wow. And since I met her, I've gained weight <laughs> because she cooks for me and I, I eat good now because I don't eat, you know, prison food is, you know, prison food. Yeah. And uh, now she makes sure I, I eat. Uh, uh, I'm a vegetarian, so she cooks veggie for me. And, wow. and so I've actually gained weight, but. Uh, uh, but good in a good kind of way, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. Healthy, healthy, healthy weight. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Love, it's love weight. It's yeah. love weight. It's love weight. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I was wondering, you know, like if you have a significant other and you're on this meal plan, you know, right. it's hard to eat dinner together, it's hard to go out and eat. No, it's not at all. So, mm -hmm. so basically, um, we, we eat six times a day, but I eat five fuelings that I purchase from the company. So these fuelings are prepackaged, portion controlled, has everything that your body needs in order to work for you. I make one lean and green meal myself, or I go out. So for example, we're gonna go out and eat after this. Yeah. So I, and you're just very conscious and understanding of what is what you can have. Mm -hmm. Now, if you eat something that you shouldn't, does that mean that you, you cheated? I, we don't use that word. Oh. You just made a choice. You made a choice that you wanted to enjoy and have something because Dr. Anderson says, you can have a cheeseburger fries and a shake and be okay. But if you have that every single day of your life, you best believe you'll be in my office. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's the thing, you know, um, before my late husband passed away, my routine every single day was I, I got my kids ready, got them breakfast at McDonald's, took them to school, turned around, took the little one to preschool, and then I shot myself to the hospital. And then I came back and did the exact same thing. Almost every single meal we had was fast food or restaurant for at least eight months. Stunt puts on his McDonald's. <laughs> John, you can afford to eat a big man. Right. I haven't but had for, it in a for while. For at least eight months. And after my husband passed away, nothing changed. Mm. I was in this same cycle. So I was on that hamster wheel and I never got off. Mm. For years. My husband passed in 2004. I got on my journey in 2018. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So you know, well, there was a lot of there was a lot of stuff happening in between that time. Sure, though. there was so, a lot of stuff, know, yeah, a lot of yeah. stress and yeah, stuff. But yeah. but the great thing is, you know what? Life doesn't stop for us to get healthy. I'm always going to have some kind of worry, some kind of stress. We all are. We're in it right now yeah. with COVID. But I have learned so much and appreciated myself more that you know I understand what I can and cannot do, and if. And if I want to go and enjoy, I will, yeah. knowing that I have gotten to a place where I could just keep going. So the journey of health never ends, mm -hmm. never. Mm -hmm. Even when you hit your goal weight and you're, and you're the perfect weight that you want to be, nobody in their life, including John, is going to stay at a certain weight for life. You will fluctuate at any given time. It's yeah. what you do in your life that is going to matter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and whereas I've gained weight, she has maintained yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. That's awesome. But I like how you tie all those things in together because, yeah, you know, when people think about quality of life, mm. they think about, oh, if I had this much money, you mm. know, then I'd be happy or I'd have an easy life or whatever. It really, you know, doesn't take that much to have a happy life, but yeah. you have to be a little bit intentional with what you're doing, right? Yes. And plan things out and be systematic because. All of these are habits. Right. You know, the McDonald's became a habit. And right. And that leads to things down the field. But if you're habitually eating well or habitually saving money, 
it, it doesn't feel like much, but in the end, it adds up to a lot. Well, you know, you know what's a habit is when you wake up and brush your teeth. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's right. a mm-hmm. habit. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, you think of the simplest things that you do every single day. Those are all good habits that you do. Brush your teeth, make your bed. Yeah. I always talk about that. The one thing I do every day is I make my bed. Why? Because if nothing else goes well in my life that day, at least I made my bed. Mm-hmm. You know, I just started making my bed yeah. of all things. <laughs> I used to never make my bed, but then I usually go to sleep after my wife. And so I'd get into bed and I'm like, yeah, I'm getting my blanket all together. And, <laughs> and she's over there, ta- you know, she starts moving, right? Mm. But now I just slide right in. <laughs> and, sh- and she doesn't move. She doesn't wake up. So I feel like, oh, well, that, that you know, one minute of getting the blankets yeah. out and making it all Wait, nice. does Stacy make her side of the bed only when she gets up in the morning? I don't know. How does that work? How does that work? She don't make her bed either. <laughs> so you only make your side nice? What do you mean her bed? You She'll mean our bed, right? Well, you just not like Fred and Will fix on these separate beds or anything, right? happens like I can't. Sorry to parse that out. Yeah. But there, you know, you know, know I have to say, bed without fixing since that you side. said that about sleeping in different yeah. beds, yeah. you know, that that's an old traditional thing that people yeah. would do. Yeah. 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 I told him we are never doing that. I don't care how old we get. We're not, we're not doing this separate See, place. that was my definition <laughs> of old back in the day. When your grandpa exactly. and grandma separate their bed, you go, ah, okay. Exactly. Now you old. Rick you know? well, Lucy, remember? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But neither of you guys are kickers, are you? No. Kickers? Yeah. No. <laughs> that would be the only reason. Stacy so, kicks? So be, Nisa kicks, my daughter. Oh. oh. Well, she shouldn't be in your bed. Yeah. No, but when she was little, you'd be sleeping at bam. You'd just get freaking knocked in the face, you know? <laughs> So I told her, I'm like, you're going to need separate beds when you get no, so, so let's get this straight. You, you, you fix your bed. You fix yeah. your side only? I fix my side only. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> Kyle. Selfish person. She has <laughs> one blanket. Wait, I'm so confused. Can bro. you take a picture tomorrow? Yeah. Yeah. Explain your bed situation. You each have your John. own bed. I know you. Like, my wife and I have one, one blanket that we We, we each have our own blankets. Stacey oh, has because she has a weighted blanket. Oh, so okay. she just gets up and goes. Whoop. So you don't have a comforter and all oh. this fancy oh, stuff see, with I pillows see. and yeah, stuff like see, that. Okay, you that. just fix your sh- one blanket. Yeah, that's not fixing a that's bed, John. That's just I know. <laughs> 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 no, but I make it. I make it so that I can just slide in at night. That's the whole point. Yeah. So it's a it's a uh, sleeping bag. <laughs> yeah, 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 pretty much. Yeah. Actually, yeah, you could sleep in that on your bed. That'd be sad. Yeah. You just throw it off, throw it back on. And <laughs> That's there pretty you much go. what it is. Yeah, yeah. The bottom line okay. is you're efficient. That's yeah. great. Yes, That's right. great. Yes. The bottom line is you're still sleeping with your wife. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> all right. Yeah. Okay, Devin, let's do our desert island discs. Okay, all right. Um, so every guest we have on, uh, we ask them their desert island discs. So you can name. We'd like you to name three albums. And we'll have Rick participate in this. Yeah. As well. oh, okay. Yeah. So three three albums that you can't live without. If they put you on a desert island, you could only take Got three it. albums. Okay. Oh, they, what they cannot be is they cannot be your uh, greatest hits. Oh, a greatest hits. Yeah. Okay. It can be your own if you want. That's that's fine. Oh no, I don't want to. Yeah. I know. To myself. <laughs> I know, that's weird. Yeah. I was like. Oh. <laughs> It okay. wouldn't be heaven then. <laughs> okay. Luther Vandross. Oh, okay. Which Any one? album, I don't care. Okay. Luther Vandross. You go. Uh, the, the Linda Ronstadt, Heart Like a Wheel. Her, that record. Oh, okay. 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 And three? Jeez. No, three. Uh, another one, uh, as odd as this sounds, uh, Tiny Tim, God Bless Tiny Tim. That was a really good record. Really? Oh, yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, and uh, uh, Arlo Guthrie. Uh, the city of New Orleans, you know, that the song he sings. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that is an amazing album. Yeah. Was right. Tiny Tim's records all him and an ukulele, or was it other things? Oh, no, he's, uh, that, that was him. Uh, he played the ukulele. He played the most inexpensive plastic ukulele that there is, <laughs> and that's because Arthur Gottfried uh, sang, and that's, and he, uh, uh, Tiny Tim uh, just loved Arthur Gottfried, and so that's why he uh, used the ukulele. And people would say, when he was first discovered in New York in a nightclub, uh, the Hollywood people say, "This guy, this is a, this is not this is his show. This is a persona." Uh-huh. And no, no, that was him all the time. That's what we <laughs> <laughs> I actually sang a Tiny Tim song on one of my lives. Yeah. A lot of the songs that I sing is is influenced by him uh-huh. because he has this whole catalog of music in his head and and also physical CDs that we have in the house. Mm-hmm. And I just think it would be cool that. She broke out and told people, "Hey, yeah, this is me right here, but you know what? This is me too." Right? Mm, yeah. Do this. Cool. And a lot of the songs, uh, uh, like uh, uh, 
a hard rock song, all you hear is the hard rock and the screaming and the yelling. But if you stop and you read the lyrics, well, it's kind of like poetry, yeah. you know? It's they're really good. And so several times, more than several times, she says, what should I sing today? And I'll say, how about Ozzy Osbourne? And uh, I'll pick out a song. She goes, yeah, so I've, I've sung an Ozzy Osbourne song called Which Dreamer. Yeah. Oh, okay. What yeah, album yeah, is yeah. that from, Dev? It's uh, Over the Mountain, I think. Yeah. Bark at the Moon? That, no, no, no. The second album. Um, um, Diary of Mad Men. It's, oh, it's okay. really a yeah. nice yep. song, yep. a nice message. Yep. Um, and I guess when I sing it... the drugs he was taking <laughs> when he wrote it, that's actually quite impressive. Well, and, and when I sing it with my ukulele, it's totally it's different. It's totally different. Yeah. You know, so... Yeah. Well, hey, wait, well, you get two more, wait, you get two more albums. No, are, are, oh. are you saying you take three Luther Vandross albums? Oh, no, no. no. I yeah, thought yeah. collectively. Oh. Are we oh, not no. on that? Oh, you got to no, no, no. shit you yourself. You can do yeah. your own yeah. albums. Yeah. Oh, I see. My albums will drive you crazy. <laughs> <laughs> <For sure. laughs> uh, I think Luther Vandross, Patti LaBelle, and uh, um, the Brothers Kaz. Okay. Uh, mm. uh, okay. Robert will be happy. Yes. Yes. Because <laughs> I love their music. Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. All right. Okay. So, you know, we never really got even into the <laughs> Naleo talk. No need. Everybody <laughs> no, knows about Naleo, right? I know, but I want to kind of know what's uh, what's up and what you guys are planning and all sure. that stuff. But we'll save that for the Patreon. Ooh, that's section. mean. <laughs> wow, the Patreon people. I can I can share oh. with you in in okay, okay, thirty seconds. Okay, we'll, 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 we'll do it. So since COVID, you know, of course, everybody is at the time nobody was playing music. Right. Um. Since then, Lehua has actually moved to Vegas, and she lives there now. Oh, yep. And mm-hmm. so Nalani it has her own venture going on as well, her own business. And then I am, all, all three of us, all of our lives have changed. So the music is still there. We are still Naleo, but we have all branched out into our own lives. Mm-hmm. So, but there is a chance to see you at some point. Oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, you know, definitely Mm -hmm. Mother's Day, Christmas, you know, those big concerts that we are known for, we definitely want to continue to pursue. Yeah. I was on the uh, internet last night and um, I got introduced to you folks in probably 1992 or three or something like that. Candle in the night. Because Roy Sakuma... I went to take lessons, and that's the song we learned. So I bought the really? CD. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. And uh, and how I, so that's my first Naleo like memory. I was going through the, your your catalog. I'm like, holy crap! They have <laughs> yeah. a lot of good songs and yeah. like stuff that I totally forgot about. That I'm, I was playing. Like, oh yeah, man, that's a, that was a good song. I used to listen to that all the time. The greatest hit should be two volumes instead of one. Yeah. There are many well, times I go back onto an album and I go, oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> you guys have a lot of songs. Yeah. When you guys get back together and reunite for certain occasions, is it automatic for you guys to just kind of <laughs> gel and blend? There's no rehearsal needed and practice. <laughs> I've got a secret. I mean, it's, it's the same with John and Pure Heart. When they get together, <laughs> yeah. they just play and it's like nothing. Yeah, you don't skip a beat, you know? Yeah, it's automatic. And we have some wonderful, amazing mm-hmm. musicians behind us mm-hmm. that they are definitely prepared before we even walk on stage. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, you guys have always had good, and not just good musicians, but kind of nice people too. It's always, it's always been pleasant to hang around them. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah Sean, Sean sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Sean Pimentel, we're just kidding. <laughs> but good okay glad to hear that okay now we will take a break yes and we're gonna try to play some songs together after this so we'll take a short break say bye to our youtube listeners have a good uh rest of the week and we'll see you later bye take care mm-hmm.